0: The Connection Podcast, connecting you to the life of the church community within the parish of Yate and the Froomside Benefice. So on this episode of The Connection, we are covering the very special installation of Reverend David Jones as an associate priest with pastoral and missional responsibility for St. Saviour's Copper Heath within the Froomside. And of course, having a Yate and Froomside Mission Area Discipleship Missioner Responsibility. Uh, and this particular installation is being uh, overseen by the Right uh, Reverend Bishop of Swindon, Dr. Lee Rayfield. Um, and on this episode, we're going to cover some of the highlights, uh, get some interviews with the people who have taken part in this, uh, this particular service. Uh, and also we can signpost you to um, a, a website where you can actually watch the service in full.
1: To be with you tonight. It's great because one of the things, things that, that we felt the Holy Spirit was doing for us when we, a few years ago, thought where, how are we going to invest in now, our churches as a diocese, how are we going to, to find fresh ways of connecting people about clergy, working together fruitfully and well so that they carry one another's burdens but but also enable folk like you to be your best in the kingdom of God. And that's where the idea of the mission areas came in. Mission area wasn't the most inventive name, I think you'll agree. And if anybody's got a better one, see the Archdeacon afterwards (laughs) before we start making some others and wonder, can we make it a more catchy name? But the truth of the matter is that somehow, somehow, by the grace of God, which is always the the best way, we found our way into a a kind of way of working, that word way again, um, which which enabled people to flourish, enabled people to do fresh things, enabled people to find energy. And even during the pandemic, who knows what would have happened if we didn't have the missionaries, to keep going and to keep in good spirits, and to minister in a very testing time, as many of you will remember. And I take my hat off. Well, I'm going to keep it on, actually, at the moment. (laughs) I take my hat off to all of you for all the amazing things things you have done, especially during that pandemic period.
2: And it is hugely exciting for me, even though I'm about to
1: kind of retire. um, It's in fact probably because I am, not because I'm going, but just because I've seen something happen. And I've seen us take Dave and develop him. Actually, I've done nothing to develop him. It's all in the hands of those who've been working with him. And I'm so glad he's actually staying here and being part of this new future. And so, I'm really pleased with you, is that all right?
3: Bishop, after due consultation and prayerful consideration, David has been nominated and is accepted to be Associate Minister and Discipleship Missioner. I now present him
1: to you to be I thank you and all those who, with prayer and service, have shared in David's ministry here in the Froomside Benefice and the parish of Yate, within the Yate and Froomside mission area. David, do you believe, so far as you know your own heart, that God has called you to serve here?
2: I believe that God has called me.
1: Will you continue to commit yourself to the mission and ministry of the people in this place to further the kingdom of God.
2: With the help of God, I will. I, David Gordon-Jones, do so affirm and accordingly declare my belief in the faith as revealed in the Holy Scriptures and set forth in the Catholic creeds, and to which the historic formularies of the Church of England bear witness, and in public prayer and administration of the sacraments, I will use only the forms of service which are authorised or allowed by canon. I, David Gordon-Jones do swear that I will be faithful and bear true allegiance to His Majesty, Charles III, his heirs and successors, according to law. So help me, God. I, David Gordon-Jones, do swear by Almighty God that I will pay true and canonical obedience to the Bishop of Bristol and her successors in all things lawful and honest, So help me God. I'm speaking.
1: David has been licensed to the Cure of Souls in the Froomside Benefice and Yate Parish within the Yate and Froomside Mission area. I now ask you to install them. Charge you, actually.
4: Charging? No option. No. (laughs) I
1: will do so gladly. David, receive this key in token of the responsibility which we share. And
5: may the Lord preserve your going out and your coming in, now
1: and always.
0: Amen.
4: It is lovely to be with you again, and thank you so much for the invitation. I've enjoyed coming to Colpit Heath over the past four years and one of the great privileges of the role that I have as Archdeacon is seeing a vacancy through from the very first meeting up to the licensing of a new priest. And it's wonderful here to see the mission area and the benefice expand and welcome Colpit Heath into the family. Now, as we celebrate Dave's role and give thanks for the ministry of all God's people in this place, it's a great time to stop and to give thanks for everything that's been, and to trust God for the future. And trusting God for the future means trusting God for his future. I don't mean trusting God to bring about the future that we want and badgering him to do it our way, If we do that, we're like the crowds on Palm Sunday who expected Jesus to be an all-conquering messiah and a few days later were crying crucify because he'd let them down. But instead, trusting God for the future means asking God, what are you doing and how can we join in? And I try to keep that as my prayer. God, what are you doing? Show me what you're up to. Show me how I can pray with you, not praying at you with my own list but praying through the Holy Spirit. What are you doing? How can I join in? For me, for our churches. And I think the passage that we just heard from John chapter 2 verses 1 to 11 also asks the question, what is God doing? It asks, who is Jesus? What's he about? And it's set right at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. John carefully tells us that this is the first sign that Jesus did. And John, of course, never wastes words. He means that this sign sets the agenda. And as we enter Holy Week, it's good for us to just take that retrospective and remind ourselves what Jesus was about, how he set out his stall, how his ministry began. And it's also the passage that was chosen for our diocesan strategy, transforming church together. That is all about asking what God is doing and how can the churches and communities across our diocese join in with God's mission in the world. Part of that may be missionaries. And as Jesus relates to the world around him and as he offers himself, there's this wonderful pattern in John 2, 1-11 which illuminates the four values we have in transforming church. Now, I'm gonna channel my inner Bishop Lee at this point. And I'm going to, there is, there is a bit in there. I'm going to ask, what, do you know what the four values are? There are some values. Anybody know? Oh, no. Somebody, somebody call out, somebody put their hand up. Somebody at the back. What's that? Generosity, Generosity thank you. And openness. And bravery and creativity. And I'll come back to those on the way through. Because at first sight, this is a really odd beginning. Because John's Gospel starts off, doesn't it, with this wonderful big vision all about the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was life. And that life came to live amongst us. And it starts with this glorious big canvas about the Son of God becoming man and living amongst us and sharing in our lives we hear about jesus' baptism we hear the first disciples responding joyfully to jesus call and it's building up to something and then jesus and his disciples attend a village wedding what about you but that might come over as a bit of an anticlimax a bit of a distraction but maybe it's important that they're there They're part of life. They're engaged and present. They're celebrating with those who celebrate. They're joining in with society, being attentive to what's going on. What we see here with Jesus and his disciples isn't a separated bunch of holier-than-thou followers. It isn't Jesus sitting on top of a mountaintop and waiting for people to come to him at 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning. He's gone to where the people are. There's an openness about it. He hasn't gone with an agenda, he's just present. But then the wine runs out. Soon the party will come to a grinding halt. The bride and groom will be embarrassed, even in that culture dishonest. So, when there's a problem, Jesus sees it and acts? Well, no, not really, does he? He takes his mother to point out the issue. Jesus, they've run out of wine... And the Lord doesn't seem best pleased, he's almost impatient. Effectively he says, what's that got to do with you or me? But he is open enough to respond to unwelcome news. Now, many of you were involved in the conversations that we had, I think it was two years ago, at the beginning of Transforming Church Together. You may remember being part of groups at Synod or an online questionnaire. Maybe you talked about it in your PCC. And everyone across the diocese could be involved, whether they went to church or not. The point of those conversations was to find out what was going on, to listen to God and to one another, to be open to people's experience of God and the church. And people shared many good and encouraging things about the pastoral care that churches give, the worship and the community presence that valued but also for some on the margins. Their history, and sometimes their personal experience, was that church might not be welcoming. It was difficult listening to this, but we heard that the church's involvement in slavery, particularly in Bristol, was a real problem. Younger people worried about whether the church was inclusive, whether enough was being done about the environment. And that was hard to hear but it told us something important. What it told us is that those perceptions are barriers to faith, they are real, and until, as the church together, we address those barriers to faith, they will be stumbling stumbling stones which trip people up before they can encounter Christ. So there's a strong theme in our plans for the next few years about helping churches reach net zero, Enabling participation by those on the margins of society. Improving accessibility for those living with disabilities. Openness means a passion to address injustice and to heal what's wrong. I wonder what that means for your church, for your mission area. Certainly you've built on God-given strength. And that's what we see Jesus doing. He looks around. And he sees these six stone water jars, he sees a serving team, and an idea, idea begins to form. God has put the ingredients together for those who can discern it. You, as a missionary, have seen the schools in your area, so you've employed a youth worker, you've gathered a team. It's important to work together. It's an example of how, when we take what God has given us and build on our strengths, God can guide us in the way forward. And that requires bravery. It occurred to me when I was reading John chapter 2 that this is Jesus' first sign. He hasn't done anything like it before. Jesus at this point hasn't done any miracle before. And I'm sure he knows in his head that this is going to work. And he believes and trusts God and he knows who he is. But he hasn't yet done it. And so even for Jesus, maybe there's a step of faith here into what may feel like the unknown. What will happen? Will he be misunderstood? Will the crowd go crazy? For you, becoming a missionary in Yates and Froomside five years ago was a brave step. It was a commitment to work together and to build trust. It meant letting go, not doing some things independently so you could do them together. Colbert Heath took a step of faith when you decided to join in. For Dave, this is a step of faith into a new form of ministry and working together. There's risk and challenge in a split role in also being a missioner in Yate, but there's also potential for so much growth and fun and blessing. And you may also find fresh creativity within yourselves. Jesus is very creative here, He does something that hasn't happened before at all in the Old Testament. Now, I'm willing to be corrected on this, but I don't think there's a precedent for anything quite like this. Because if you think about what happens in the Old Testament when there is a shortage of food or water, there are different ways that problem is solved. So sometimes, like when Hagar is thirsty or when Samson's fought a great battle and is in danger of dying of thirst, God shows somebody some water that's there. Or maybe God brings in food from outside, like when the Israelites are wandering through the desert and they're hungry and the manna comes. Sometimes God takes a little food and multiplies it, like with Elijah and Elisha, when they go independently in different different, um, equivalent kind of events to a widow's house and she's running out. And there's a small bit of food which gets multiplied, much like the feeding of the 5,000. So Jesus, who had grown up with the scriptures, had so many different models to use. Surely, the obvious thing to do is to take a little bit of wine and pour it into a jar full of water and multiply it. But that's not what he does. He doesn't multiply. He doesn't find another source. He takes water, ordinary water, and turns it into wine. Now, it'd be tempting at this point to jump to a, an application that the church's mission should always be new and different. But I don't believe that. There are many tried and tested things that we, we do, like the parish system, like Alpha, like Southwest Youth Ministry, things that bear fruit. We don't always have to be reinventing the wheel, we don't need endless novelty. But we do need to be creative. Try new things. Experiment. Do old things in a new way. Be creative in what makes sense in different contexts, learning from elsewhere, adapting for a new place, knowing when a new approach is needed. Creative because God is the creator and the Holy Spirit inspires our creativity. So finally, why did Jesus do it this way? I think the clue is in verse 6. Six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification. Jesus transforms the water which was used for washing into wine. And that water was meant to purify you to meet God. It was meant to wash away uncleanness, get you ready to meet God. A ritual that you had to go through. To be prepared. Your own responsibility. And Jesus replaces that with abundant generosity. Do you know how much wine was involved? It's a lot. It's a huge amount. I once worked it out that if you took a wheelie bin, anybody like to guess how many wheelie bins would be involved? No, six stone water jars, well remembered from the reading, but it wasn't, it's not six wheelie bins. A wheelie bin is a bit bigger than a water jar, apparently. 20 to 30 gallons, six jars each. It's four wheelie bins full of wine. Now, that's some party. And this is a party where, when they take the wine to the steward, he says, well, this is good stuff. Everybody's had a bit too much to drink already. They might not appreciate it. This is abundant, overflowing generosity. This is far more than anybody could ever need. This is the abundant generosity of God flowing out upon his people. Jesus replaces water for washing to draw us close to God with God's abundant generosity where all we have to do is reach out our hands and receive. That's what he's doing. He's saying, that in him we have that gift of life. And as we enter Holy Week, as we look towards the cross, we see that so abundantly, don't we? Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. Jesus giving himself on the cross for the sins of the world. Jesus doing only what God could do so that we could be forgiven not in our own strength, not through what we do, but through the love of God poured out. Jesus rising again, full of the new life that comes with the resurrection that we can share when we come to him. And Jesus pouring out the gift of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, filling his church with power from on high, sending us out to love the world as he loves Jesus points to the generosity of God not something measly that we have to earn but abundantly poured out like four wheelie bins full of really good wine. It's amazing to think of that God who gives us everything that we need because what we have in this mission area By the grace of God is everything that we need for the challenge that we have at the moment. In God's spirit, by his grace, we have everything to meet the opportunity of the moment. Because God is generous. So as we celebrate this new ministry, let's celebrate that gift of God to us and in us. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for what you can do. We thank you for what you have done in our lives. And we thank you for what you are doing. And Lord, we are only on the shores of that vast sea. We're only dipping our toes into the water of what you can do. Take our eyes away from the challenges, take our eyes away from the weakness or scarcity and bring us to look upon Christ who gave himself for us and pours out his spirit with such abundance. Amen.
5: It was January 2022 that we began our journey of exploring St. Saviour's becoming part of the Froomside Benefice of Churches. And on the first of February, after all the legal process had gone through that's the first of February 2023, St. Saviour's joined St Michael's Winterbourne, or Saints Winterbourne Down, St James Iron Acton, and St Peter's Frampton Cottrell as part of the Froomside Benefice of Churches. And so this evening, as we welcome St Saviour's into the Froomside Benefice of Churches and acknowledge their membership of the Yate and Froomside Mission Area, we together publicly recommit ourselves to the Mission Area Covenant. And so can I ask members of both Benefices to stand. That's laity and those who are ministers. I can see people not who are sat down who should be stood up. If you're in any of the churches of the two benefices, please stand. I think, Dave, we're going to have to do some coaching on Anglican terminology. And so members of the Benefice and mission area will you pray together for the development of god's mission here the cross, we will you listen to our communities and engage with them in new ways the cross, we will you encourage and establish a youth and children's ministry across the mission area Will you strive to improve our communication with each other and the wider community? With the help of God, we will. Will you develop creative ways of delivering our worship? With
2: the help of God, we will.
5: Will you strive to connect with those generations missing out on the good news? With the help of God, we will. Will you work together in enabling the love of Christ to be shown to all people through your pastoral care for the community the
0: God, so Thankfully, I've managed to catch the bishop before he ran off to get some cakes, because uh, <laughs> I'm promised some some good cakes. Uh, bishop Lee, nice to see you. How are you? Oh, very good. What an uplifting service this was. were well, so many people here. It's so good to see. It's pretty packed, wasn't it? Now, you've been a long-term friend of the missionary over the last five years. You, you've been mentoring and supporting the leadership team to get it to where it is today. It must be great to see its growth.
1: It, it really is. Um, I think yeah, what people won't know is I'm heading for retirement. No, no way. How dare yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. But I always said I'd go at this, this sort of age. Yeah, so that's the, yeah. the retirement age for, bishop, uh, for, for clergy. For, okay. They don't always choose it, but, no, of course <laughs> not. but I'm going to. Um, and so there have been, we took some, we took, we made some experiments. Okay. About, what, five years ago? made experiments and what's been fantastic is that those experiments and I'm by the way I'm a scientist for those okay. who don't know that um, and uh, these experiments by the grace of God have been fruitful yes. even despite the pandemic of course yeah it's unbelievable isn't it
0: I mean I think it's it, the pandemic for all the badness it is a reset button for the church isn't it and I yeah. think I certainly have seen such growth post pandemic the churches are filling in areas that are supporting the communities and, and I certainly can see people being
1: turning to church for help. Absolutely. I do think that um, our stock price in many ways not all there are some stock lowers yeah. but our stock price on caring for the community yeah. and in trying to help the, those who are find themselves a bit near the bottom of the pile yeah. when it comes to most things Yeah, yeah. You know, we really but you know Jesus has got a heart for the poorest and yeah. if we're not showing something like that in our churches and our individual lives mm. then we're not following Jesus to be honest
0: great wisdom great words um, so it's, uh, this is a great opportunity to celebrate that we've now obviously got a new, a new vicar a new associate priest uh, David Jones who's taking residence here yeah. but of course his job is huge because of course he has a, a missionary area a missionary
1: job as well Yes. Uh, any advice for him hmm pace yourself and make sure that you're not doing so much that you're draining yourself of energy Um, you know look after yourself Mm. otherwise you can't look after others so do what gives you joy and and, um, fun and I'm hoping that will be the job that you're doing (laughs) (laughs) but when the times get a bit, when you notice yourself flagging you know have breathers because actually people are looking after looking to you to give an example how they can cope with their busy or difficult lives great advice and uh, I'm very confident he'll hear that and take it
0: uh, as he moves into this new role Bishop Lee, thank you very much. I won't hold you back from the tea and the coffee and the cake. It's a tradition that you must have that before you leave. And, uh, and I'm a cyclist, so I burn it off, oh, fortunately. Of course you do, of course you do. And best of luck with your retirement. Have you got any other plans? What, what, is the, what, what do you, what do bishops do once they've retired?
1: Well, they do different things, of course. depending. But I think it'll be, first of all, it'll be decompressing. Of course. Enjoying, because we're moving, because you move out of the church house. Of
0: course you do, yes. And
1: we've lived in a pretty des res of a large size. <laughs> So I've, you know, we're going to have to slim down a bit. I could imagine, that. yeah. But actually, making friendships, just taking time, I yeah. think, would be really important. Um, and I do. I mean, one of the things that I haven't been able to do, I haven't been able to do as much reading because I'm always having to read stuff. Of course, yeah. So I'll certainly do a bit more reading of things which I've bought but I haven't read yet. <laughs> um, and I, the other thing is, is just, I do enjoy writing what I'd call reflecting, really, okay. and reflecting on things. So yeah. I'm going to have time in that decompression, or maybe after it, to just think about, well, what are the things that are coming to mind that I could write something that would be not only good for me to, to write, but others might find helpful?
0: Great. Well, best of luck. I hope you manage to decompress and find a new direction that's going to give you the fulfilment that I can imagine this job has given you for so long. It
1: certainly has given me a lot of fulfilment, and I'm really, God put me in the right place uh, for the right reasons, and it's been, it's been very, very fruitful by the grace of God. Thank you for your time. Thank you.
0: Uh, So we're here with uh, Father Malcolm. Malcolm, how are you? I'm good, thank you. What a wonderful uh, celebration service installation with Bishop Lee here. It's been fantastic. How was it for you?
5: Oh, amazing! It was really great. I mean, uh, to see so many people from right across the mission area, from from the nine churches, everybody represented. Wonderful atmosphere, real sense of uh, uh, the spirit with us, and uh, yeah, uh, uplifting. I'm I'm delighted, and I'm ready for the bum fight. Yeah,
0: yeah. I hear there's some great cake coming up, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, well,
5: with Dave involved, it's bound to be good cake. Yeah. It's bound to be good cake.
0: <laughs> and, of course, you alluded to the fact that you now are... You're in charge of this new, fantastic mission area. Uh, obviously, five years in the making. We're, you're taking it on in this role now. Uh, what are you excited about in the next couple of years?
5: Well, the first thing I want to say is that yeah. I think Ian's done a fantastic job in bringing us together and taking us to this point. Yes, uh, We know that the side and Yate have been able to work together yeah. closely and we've built in our relationship. And despite COVID... We're still there and we're still full of energy and full of ideas to take things forward. Our stream leaders are really excited. They've got some really great ideas. We've got a fantastic new youth and families missioner uh, with us. So, I mean, I think things look really great. We've just got to just steady ourselves, decide what our priorities are, recognising we can't keep everything up in the air. We've got to focus on what's going to help us to enable the mission of the church to really thrive in this, this part of God's world. And what a great
0: word that is, thriving from my own personal point of view moving between the two areas we are thriving there is plenty more bums on seats there's more people engaging uh, with our churches it it must be great for you to see more and more people coming along engaging in all of the work that happens within uh, the two areas
5: it's very exciting i think that you know one of the things that happened through the pandemic was that we really got our pastoral work spot on that's that that has been really been recognised in the wider community, uh, in terms of the support that we're doing now in in helping our local doctors and providing listening ministry and all those sorts of yeah. things. The work that we're doing in schools, the work that the new families and missioner, uh, families, new, children and families missioner get yes. that right yes. is, is undertaking. Yeah. It's really very exciting on top of the work that was already happening in the in the four streams. So, you know, we're on reset yeah. because of the pandemic, of but there's lots and lots to look forward to and and a lot of confidence because there's a you know some great foundations that have already been built and as I say uh, Ian led us really well in that yeah, first course, initial yeah. stage and through the pandemic era
0: absolutely well Malcolm thank you so much for your time
5: go and enjoy those cakes yeah I'm we'll going talk to talk to you soon yeah and you take thank care you. god bye bless bye thank bye bye thank
3: So we are now with uh, Reverend Ian Wallace. Uh, Ian, how was this evening for you? Uh, it, was, it was a wonderful occasion, really uplifting. And I think I was so thrilled because there was a real sense of the mission area coming together again. It's something we haven't been able to do for the last three years because of the pandemic. Of course. I, I mean, we could have perhaps done it a little bit earlier uh, now, but because we knew culpit Heath was coming in, we wanted to get all that tied up legally. Yes. And now it has been. It was just a wonderful occasion of of almost reaffirming what the mission area is and what it is all about. Because there has been a bit of a sense through COVID that slightly lost momentum as we almost had to, fo- had to focus in on our own, mm-hmm. you know, sort of what we were doing. But yep. this has just been so uplifting and affirming and uh, yeah it was a, a, a lovely service and great representation from right across the mission area of course, all, yeah. all the churches in in Yate were certainly represented. And I, I recognize quite a lot in Froomside. I'm pretty yes. certain all of them were well represented. Of as course, well, yeah, so. no, yeah. it's
0: great to look around and see so
3: many faces from
0: Froomside and from Yate Parish. And of course, welcoming into this church, this brand new church that's coming into the
3: area. Yes. It's a wonderful church to be in, isn't it? Yes, 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 it is. So uh, I think, um, they've been really keen to embrace the missionary which actually also has also been very affirming you know they've looked in from outside and seen something valuable that they really want to be part of and there's a real sort of energy and enthusiasm from the people of Colpitt Heath wanting to be part of this 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 working together this joint initiative it's fantastic well thank you Ian for your time go and enjoy the cakes I'm told there's <laughs> some
1: great cakes
0: going on uh, and we'll talk to you soon well there's always cake isn't of there course, of <laughs> <course>. <laughs> thank you take care you're very welcome. So whilst uh, eating the infamous cake and all the nibbles that come as part of this thing, I managed to catch up with uh, the archdeacon Christopher Bryan. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, well done. What a great sermon. I, th- kind of I don't it. think I'm ever going to see a wheelie bin the same way ever again. No, four
4: wheelie bins full of wine I know. at the wedding at Cana. That's it's quite a sight, isn't it? Yeah, that's amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, well, it's it's been it's been a fantastic evening, a great mm. celebration of everything that is the mission area, installation of a new minister it's yeah. just been great how have you how have you been have you experienced well how do you feel about this evening
4: well this was one of the first parishes that became vacant when I started this job so okay. my role as an archdeacon is supporting people yeah. and parishes when there's a vacancy Yeah. Uh, and I was here in this very same hall actually having a meeting with the parish just thinking about how they might become part of the mission area oh. so to see that through yeah. from uh, setting that up recruiting Dave to the licensing now it's really good to see the whole process yeah it must be inwardly very rewarding to see yeah, such absolutely. growth such development yeah. and it's such yeah.
0: a vibrant growing community within mm. the Frome side, within Yate Parish and together within the Mission Area yeah there's been so many people here this evening supporting yeah, everything church. that is yeah a full really church. encouraging to see and great to share communion with so many people which oh, is nice. so good indeed mm. um, so, uh, going forward, how are you going to support the, the mission area moving forward? You've been great so far for the last five years. What's the plan moving forward?
4: So, what we're doing at the moment is we're um, getting a new vision for Transforming Church. Yep. Okay. And a lot of this is going to be about how we, um, how, how we transform the diocese, okay. how we transform every part of it. so that all the churches, all the different parts of the churches can work together in God's mission and some of that I think is about clearing away some of the barriers so where we've got those perceptions people have about what the church is like maybe when they haven't felt welcome because of their background or their race or whatever it might be and then part of it is about supporting our volunteers and our clergy so putting quite a lot into um, coaching for clergy and uh, developing the, the practical backup for volunteers and the administration of the parishes. And that stream of
0: work has come on the back end of an incredible survey that went out across all the the, 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 the area. And uh, it's great that you're reacting and responding to the feedback that you've received.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah, so people from across the diocese um, took part in the survey. Um, They talked about what they valued in the church, I talked about some of the things that were difficult as well yeah and that then led us to our four values um yeah. generosity bravery creativity and the other one which <laughs> i have now forgotten because <laughs> i'm right. being recorded it's all right um generosity creativity bravery and openness openness, openness. that's right yeah, yeah. Oh. i tried to get everybody to do it during yeah. the sermon of course <laughs> that fell flat as
0: well <laughs> you put pressure on, you forget things i know it's crazy yeah but yeah, yeah. So that sounds exciting, a really Really fruitful uh, future ahead of us all, I think. And it's great that you're integrating yourself into all of that to steer us forward. Um, So, yeah, exciting times. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank Thank you, thank you. So we've now managed to catch up with Dave, who uh, is a couple of days after now since the celebration and his initiation into his new role. Uh, Welcome, Dave. How are you?
2: I'm good, thank you. Yeah, not too bad. Good, good, good.
0: Well, firstly, on behalf of the Connection Podcast, congratulations on your installation into your role. I know these things tend to happen after when you actually started the job itself, but uh, it it was great to be part of that celebration and really good to be part of a huge crowd of support, Uh, not only uh, welcoming. You into the role but also welcoming St Saviour's Church not only into Froomside but also into the mission area um how are you feeling how is it how did you find that well, one service it,
2: it was really good the service itself was fantastic I thought yeah. it was really nice and as you say there was there were probably more people than I anticipated present um I think I underestimated um some of the weight of support that came from right across the mission area. And so it was a real pleasant surprise because, to be honest, I was a little bit lazy in sending out invites. <laughs> when you do these things, you often get your church wardens to send invites to people from previous parishes and, and all over the place. And, and I didn't bother. I put up the gen- generic invite on my Facebook page. I might even have put it on my Twitter page and thought that'll do. Yeah. Um, but it was announced in the churches in advance, and yeah. Uh, yeah, all nine congregations turned up in good number. So I was hugely encouraged by that that was
0: there's a lot to be said uh, about the way you've communicated and how much people support you and actually came along which really really good and very positive vibe across the the uh, Froom side and of course across the mission area as well yeah um, yeah so uh, how's the job going because obviously you've been in the job for a little bit longer than than actually well well, i was licensed
2: to it in july last year well the end of july so you know you can write august off because i had two weeks holiday in august so really sort of started in september yeah and i think i think that the job is a good meld of all of those things that i thought i would do in ministry yeah It's a job that really fitted me because I wanted to be able to be, um, for want of better words, conventional parish priest. Okay. And so to be the vicar type of Saint Saviour's fulfills that element of it. But there's also a huge part of me that wants to see people grow and develop Mm -hmm. their relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Um, and and so the discipleship mission are part of the role across as large an area, you know, and we're talking population of almost 70,000 people, yeah. so no pressure. No. <laughs> um, um, th- that element of it is hugely important, and you don't necessarily get that if you're parish priest of a, a village church. Yeah, you know, whereas yeah. only six thousand people and, and a very different dynamic. You might get that if you were parish priest of a in a inner city church with a bigger population, but you yeah. certainly wouldn't get it. Um, so the the two elements of being village vicar and and and, and that really work well together in this role. It must be really healthy. I think we're all, I think our listeners
0: should be relatively well attuned of the role of uh, a vicar linked to a church. And in your case, you literally live in the garden. You've got a wonderful house that's just next to the church itself. But being part of a massive project as well and a massive area kind of is really fruitful for your brain to think about the bigger picture instead of just being stuck within the close area. But so, David, what, what tell us a little bit about what your role will be within the bigger picture within Yate Parish and the Frum side.
2: So the bigger role the discipleship missioner role um is something that means I look at what is needed for people's personal formation and how they grow in their relationship with with Jesus and with God the Father and how they um live their lives powered through the holy Spirit okay um and so it gives me oversight of the study groups that already take place, and there are some really good and healthy study groups in Yain. Um, it gives me the responsibility for guiding those in order that people don't stay static in their discipleship, but move forward um, and draw themselves cl- closer to God in the process. Um, We're lacking some of those in the Froome side at the moment, but they're due to launch um, end of May, start of June, um, with a a directed program of of how um, they might offer slightly different things to suit slightly different dynamics of people, Mm. and we can work on who needs to go where. It also gives me the responsibility of running Alpha across the mission area, and that will start on the 5th of June um, and run for seven Monday nights this side of the summer break, Um, and then I'll mop up the remaining sessions afterwards. But the first six sessions are the most important, so to get those done and dusted before the summer break is quite good timing I think and then it will give us a chance to work out where people can go to further explore what they've had a taste of um Afterwards. it
0: sounds it sounds like an incredibly exciting role as well as your normal responsibilities to your local church of course um, uh, how is it have they welcomed you your uh, within your, your parishioners have they welcomed you with open arms like, you were a familiar face anyway because you did a lot of your training locally didn't you
2: well I did a lot of my training in the Frameside Benefits I served yeah. my student placement here and yeah. my curacy Fantastic. Um, so, I've, so I've not moved very far in, in you are a familiar years. face so I was a familiar face but not to culprit Heath okay Yes. Um, until the point that, that the previous vicar um, retired, yeah, um, and then the Frameside Benefice helped with their Sunday cover to a large extent, and that meant that I was here once or twice a month every month for eight months before i applied for the job um, excellent so it gave them a chance to get to know me a bit and for me to know them a bit and yeah. um and they didn't say no at interviews so they must have quite liked me at that point yeah um, but they've been hugely supportive good. Um, and are really good with the what with the wider family and yeah you know very they've come from a position where they've had one priest in one parish mm-hmm. and that's been the same priest for the last 20 years mm-hmm. um so there was a, a level of comfort there um and, and and they've been hugely welcoming to us as a family and hugely... Supportive of the fact that things are going to be a bit different to what they were. That it's not one priest, one parish with a sole responsibility here, but actually that has to work across the side Benefice and the yate side Mission area with, with that minister having multiple responsibility. Um, so yeah, they, they understand that. Yeah. And they, excellent times that changed really
0: well yeah and it is a season of change isn't it for us all because we've got a new leader leadership within the actual mission area itself and we've spoken to Malcolm earlier about what that means and celebrating uh, where we've built on from from Ian Um, but I think all churches within the mission area are in a season of change there's new things coming our way Uh, and of course this unlocking post Covid we're seeing our doors open more often and we're doing much more activity within the community that just makes us more welcoming to everybody and uh, you're perfectly placed to enable that to happen Incre-
2: yeah i mean there's a a post-covid challenge of course mm. because the question needs to be raised of do we use this as an opportunity to see what we might do differently yeah. and and we could have been doing better yeah um or do we just pick up where we were and yeah. and go back to what was the normal um and and I don't think there is a a normal now. I don't think that's an option for us. We need to to look at how we grow as a church and, and as people um in the love of God. And and, and this is a, a good opportunity for that. And um we need to try and ride a wave of enthusiasm. Um and so hopefully that that service shows that there is some enthusiasm and there is some encouragement and yeah. You know, it will need all of those people that were present to get on board and be a part of making those waves. Maybe I should have told them that on the night. Yeah, it was a Well cool. done for turning up. I've got jobs for you all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, thank you very much for taking the time and talk to us on The Connection. It's been great, it's great to talk to you. Uh, and we'll have you back on to talk about things like Alpha and some of the work that you're going to do as you move forward um, in the next couple of months.
2: Brilliant. Thank you. Good to talk thank to you. you.